Welcome back to the card pool. I'm your host, Stu. And I'm Kyle. And today we're looking at part two of the hidden gems that we have found in Planar Chaos. Indeed. And again, we're going to continue our chaotic spree with numbers five through one. Stu, I guess I'm going to head it off this time. Well, yes, I? we're going to be chaotic, and I'm going to take off the crown All and right. hand it to him. Okay. See, I like having the crown. All right. Cool. Monarch. Let's go for it. Yes, indeed. Number five for me, let's start off our list with Sting Scourger. Now, this is a two-mana red goblin warrior creature, and he's a 2-2 two, two, with an echo cost of four. So for echo, that means at the beginning of your upkeep, if it came into play under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, you have to sacrifice it unless you pay its echo cost. Why is that important? We'll get to that. When Sting Scourger comes into play, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. All right, Kyle, bring up the suspense of why that's important. <laughs> well, this is, card is really cool for a few reasons. Number one, it's bounce in red. Like, when does that yeah, ever, it's, ever it's, happen? That was the it first doesn't. point I was going to bring up, the yeah. whole break in the color pie. Exactly, and it, and it totally is. And this time, I don't really have a, well, it kind of makes sense excuse for it. It really, it really kind of doesn't. Well, I, <laughs> I actually could justify it. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because it's not... Bounce, but it's pseudo removal. Like we see stuff with like chaos warp. Oh, absolutely. Like it, yeah. it, it's non destructive, possibly recurred later kind mm -hmm. of a thing. And that's sort of like this. Well, it kind of, but it, generally you don't see that sort of ability in red. No, but typically not. The reason, but two, it's a creature instead of a spell that makes it great for, you know, shenanigans. But the really important part is the echo cost. It puts itself into the graveyard. There are so many cards that are great for this exact reason, and this is one of them. So this means it's primed for all all kinds of recursion, let's bring it back from the graveyard and do it again shenanigans. So what color do you pair with, black? Um, black or, you know, green kind of fits in there too because uh, there are Jund commanders like Gyrus that reanimates things when it attacks. Okay. There are commanders like Alesha who smiles at death. You know, pair it with white, Karmic Guide, Alesha. Every sure. turn, swing, bring it back, bounce another creature out of your way. And it's, so, yeah, it, it's primed for those kind of graveyard shenanigan decks, and because it's such a low mana cost, and it's a goblin, which makes it super easy to tutor up if you have to. I was going to say it's a warrior, actually, which that, is mana as well. But yeah, the goblin point is a good thing. Uh, took all my points right there. I mean, <laughs> usually most people look at the echo cost as being bad, and it's not yeah. always something bad. It's kind of yeah. like the fact of like discarding a card or sacrificing a permanent. It's it can be good. It can be bad. It depends on what the deck is built around. Sometimes you're just using this, and it has to fill a, a spot. So it could be bad in that regard. However, you know, for two mana, this isn't that bad. You're gonna two two for two. It's gonna at least be a blocker if it ends up dying and you get an effect off it, this is honestly, shouldn't be a common. <laughs> no, for one, of, for one of the most hated mechanics in the game, Echo can actually be pretty decent yeah. at times. And yeah, cause like most players don't like it cause it's not flavorful and doesn't make any sense, which I totally get. But like I said, there are some situations where getting rid of that creature after you play it is exactly what you need. And this is one of them. Yeah, I can see that. Well, moving on to my number five, Kyle, if right. you don't mind. No, don't mind. Now, I'm going here with a classic card called Salt Blast. Now, this is a five-drop sorcery. Salty. It, it is, it is, and actually, if you're going for the salty plays, this could be possibly <laughs> one of them. It is three generic and double white. For a sorcery that reads, destroy target non-white permanent. So, we are seeing more and more in Magic that they're destroying target non-something permanent. and. Mm -hmm. It's good that they're leading that way because this is kind of a problem when we started putting planeswalkers in the game more or putting different types of permanents in the yeah. game. So being able to expand the spread of a card's like hitability is great. And 
Sure, this gets outclassed by something by Generous Gift. Yeah, Generous uh, Gift just kind of makes this look really sad right now. Yeah, and as an instant, as a lower cost. But this also doesn't give your opponent anything. And also, if you're in mono white, it's not too bad being able to go ahead and get two of this kind of effect. Like yeah. I want two of this effect. Well, it's the same. It's the same debate, I guess, with um, you know, all those all those uh, kill spells that say destroy target, you know, non-black creature. I mean, if you're playing another deck with primarily black creatures, you're going to be really sad. Just like if you're playing a deck that's white, you're going to be really sad if you have this. But still, the versatility of being able to do that and the power for mana cost usually justifies it. I still think this might be an exception in some circumstances. Yeah. I mean, we see stuff like Bramble Crush, which is in green. It's this, almost the same kind of thing, yeah. except that it's... At instant speed, it's non. It's any non-creature, but it can't get rid of creatures. This can. Yes. So. Well, as long as it's not white. So it's almost right. like the what is it like the uh, not terror. It's like Doomblade and stuff like we see in right. black. So it, it's very off-grid in that regard. How it's taking a black kind of like, I don't know, consequence or like uh, ability, ability, well, hindrance almost yeah. is the thing. And it's like, all right, you can hit anything, but it can't be white, and. Right. Uh, again, I've never really seen it as a card to consider as a budget option. Yeah. It, it, it's great with what it does. And yeah, budget option, kind of generous gift. I can still see it making its way into into some decks. Like I would consider it. Yeah. I would consider like it. That's saying something. Like a Saram deck, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much amount of whites what we're saying. Yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. But you're number four. What else you got for uh, us? Speaking of this, let's keep the white train rolling here because I have. Uh, White Mane Lion. It's even in the name. White Mane Lion. This is a 2-mana two 2-2 two, two cat creature. It has flash, so you can play at any time. You could play an instant at instant speed. And when it enters the battlefield, you return a creature you control to its owner's hand. So, again, this is one of those cards that you may not see the value immediately. It's a 2-2 two, two for 2, which is decent stat-wise. Flash is also very good. Very you, know, you can surprise effect. people. But well, again, that's it's something you might not get immediately. It's like, well, if it's, if if this is all I'm getting, like, why do I want the added disadvantage of bouncing a creature back to my hand? Especially if this is your only creature, it has to bounce itself. However, you got to think outside the box on a card like this. And the reason you'd want that is for ETB-based decks. Yep. Anything like, um, I mean, even anything from maybe Rune of the Hidden Realm to well, Brago. to Brago to like Afara, God of the Polis. You know, draw a card every time. Sure. Or even uh, the special one, the one that I really love with this is God Eternal Oketra. Every time you we play it, make a four-four zombie. So basically, two mana, make a four-four every single time. Well, all right, so it's Pretty not exactly great. just ETBs. If you have something like Zendikar's Resurgence out, where it's like, all right, go ahead, I tap one Cast plane, creature. Yeah, exactly. tap produces two. I'll putting it out, returns back. I can draw go ahead. Card. Yeah, for in right. those kind of colors, that's a really good draw engine. Exactly. It's also a really good card for like what it does because being able to go ahead and have a safety card, like typically you mm -hmm. see this kind of thing as an instant or sorcery, like with something we saw with previous cards. This being on a body is nice. You can go ahead, save something from a kill spell, now you have a blocker out as well. Right. Also this is a cat, cat tribal's now a thing. Which yeah. It has that added utility, because like if this works with your commander, that's great. But then, if your commander comes under threat, you can also use this, like you said, as your as your emergency button yeah, and it, it's save just it. Great. So, like yep. sometimes you don't need a counter spell. Sometimes you just need to hit something else, and this is that something else. Although it's like it's a little kitty cat, you don't really want to put down a kitty cat. But you know, it's still like the way how this works. It has its ways. Apply it to what makes sense, and then you're actually pretty happy. Yeah, I definitely agree. 
So moving on to my number four. Okay. It is a card called Magus of the Tabernacle. It is a four drop, it is three generic, and a white for a human wizard with a 2-6 body. And it reads a very tabernacle effect. Now, if you don't know what that is, it reads all creatures have at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice this creature unless you pay one generic. So this, like all Maguses, are a replication of another card. Everything except for Magus the Unseen. That one is completely, like it says, unseen. <laughs> This is a very good card for being both defensive, taxing on mana, uh, possible for board state removal, recurability, tutorability. It, it's, it's really unique in how it goes in so many different circles of how it's like, it's niche, but that niche actually grows into a bunch of other little niche things and now it works out great. If you're doing a send triplets tribal, this is a human, this is a wizard, you can do in some sort of different realm of that. It's a way of keeping down the board. Also, if you don't have like a couple grand to buy a tabernacle, you can buy this card <laughs> for under $2. Yeah, I, I kind of like I like this card, but its its stats are very good for for on the defense, for example, and the ability certainly helps. I just don't know that I've never personally been really sold on these taxing cards because, like, I find them annoying but rarely game breaking. Uh, depends on the deck that you're fighting. Like, for example, Voltron. Do they care about paying one no. mana? No, they'll be like, I'll pay one mana. But a token deck that's going wide, this is a problem. Oh, absolutely it is, yeah. And also, this is also good for certain archetypes where you don't play with creatures. Like, if you go ahead and you use Super Friends, put this guy out, all right, now they have to deal with this. You need one mana, but you get free effects. Your mana's free for later stuff. So it works in a different realm. I think this, again, the land is mountains better <laughs> than this card. But again, this is the closest that we're going to get as something else as a backup to that. This is still something to take note of for that reason alone because, well, this is might be the closest you get to that. Yeah, effect. probably. And like I said, uh, it's potentially potentially can be good in the right circumstance. I just I don't know. I guess I've just never I've never been in the habit of playing decks that this is like incredibly good against. Well, so so also this could mm. work in an Alesha deck. Like again, it is oh low it totally power. can two power. Yeah, and this would also be really good because you can choose not to pay this effect, which means you can go ahead and put this creature and free in the grain, yeah. it, which is a free sacrifice outlet. And having free sacrifice outlets. We've seen constantly good, yeah. being a very good thing. And yeah, now that's it, a good point. It's a slow free sack outlet. However, again, if you're using it as a free sack outlet, they're not viewing it as that. This is something, again, if you get clever with it, you could outclass your opponents, and nothing feels better than doing that. Definitely. No, agreed. That's a good point. So, let's, number three, yeah. Kyle, what would you got coming let's at me? Let's move on here. So, number three, for me, we're going to red cards now. Pyrohemia. Oh, this yeah, is. I know this is a different <laughs> card, but sure, yeah. Well, this is a, a four-mana red enchantment. At the end of the turn, if there, there are no creatures in play, sacrifice Pyrohemia. And then for one red mana, Pyrohemia does one damage to each creature and each player. So yes, as I'm sure you were going to say, for those of you who are familiar with the long history of magic, this is actually a color-shifted version of a black card called Pestilence. 100%. Which is exactly the same thing. And really, if you think about it, it makes a heck of a lot more sense in red than it does in black. Oh, uh, alright. So one's like getting burned alive, the other one's like a plague. So yeah, in those I mean, colors, it makes sense? Sort of, but... I don't know. I find the red a little bit more flavorful. 
I find it more charred. But either way, I think there is no reason for Rakdos to have this kind of power. This is a stupid car that didn't even really need to be remade. Honestly, yeah, Black didn't need this. I wish, I wish there was a way you could give death touch to things that weren't creatures, because then this would be so good. Ah, uh, you animate this, you go ahead and... Well, you could, I mean, that you could potentially jump through a lot of hoops, but, like, uh, if there was only something, like, enchantments have death touch, like, but, that would be so good. Well, yeah, but then also, <laughs> if you animate this into a creature, it's dealing damage to itself, which would just Exactly, kill it. That, that is a problem. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the main reason is red needs, you know, constant ways to do damage. It's what it does. Sure. This is, not only is that what this is, but this is also a board wipe potentially in one card. Slow board wipe, but again, you also get the ability to maybe not hit certain things. So if you're using big guys like dragons or giants, exactly. Uh, goblins. Yeah, the only drawback <laughs> is it is going to hurt you just as much as it's going to hurt everyone else. So you have to find ways to be uh, asymmetrical with it. So Neheb the Eternal is my absolute favorite place to Classic. use this. You know, get, get as many players as possible. One mana becomes like three or four every time you use it. And then also the new Torbrand Thane of Redfell from Throne of Eldraine turns this into one damage to you, but three damage to everyone else, which is great, needless to say. Yeah. Well, also we have more cards like Furnace Pits of Wrath. We have the ones where it does like triple damage now. Yeah. Uh, is that one to everything or to your opponents? Um, I'd have to check again. I'm not sure. I if think it's, it's to everyone, but I'm not sure. Because if it's one-sided to your opponents, then obviously they'll be dying faster than you'll be dying. Right. There so. are ways to get, yeah, there, there are plenty of ways to get asymmetrical with this, and that's where you want to be. Otherwise, this is kind of a good value card, but again, can be a little bit dangerous. So sure. You might get burned, but it's a good one, I'm telling you. Yeah, Great playing card. with fire. Also, <laughs> one thing last to note is that pretty much... I just lost my train of thought. Um, this is only <laughs> as good as long as there are creatures in play. Right. So this can be potentially bad if you don't go ahead and put something into play that's indestructible or that can take all this. Like a stuffy doll is usually the good classic yeah, hand-in-hand hand with this. And this is also another fun card for Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Being able mm -hmm. to make it so you can play your commander is kind of a big deal for yeah. that deck. This is something that enables that as well. So... Yeah. But beyond just having to be clever with how you deal the damage, because sometimes you want to do a little here, go to the next turn where the damage mm -hmm. washes away and replenish exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's a little high risk, high reward, but it is very red at its core. Definitely. Well, I think you've got a good one for us, too. I do. It's called <laughs> Oven Eyes. I almost didn't get that one. <laughs> this is a two-drop instant, one generic, and an island. And it reads, target creature loses all abilities and becomes a 0-1 until the end of the turn. So this isn't something that's super my style to be like, oh, think about this super deep. This one's a little bit more obvious here. It being able to go ahead and completely reduce a creature to nothing, which is kind of what this is, is very powerful in Magic. And you go ahead and you Isochron Scepter this. This is super awesome. <laughs> now, taking the Isochron Scepter out of this scenario, what does this really do? This can make it so that a player can't use their commander's effect per turn. So something like a NAR set where it's like they care about getting the attack trigger. All right, All right you go to your combat. I'm going to turn it into a 0-1. No effects, no abilities, nothing else. You'll have to make it not hexproof first, though. Well, but there's other things out there. <laughs> no, like Blightsteel Colossus, imagine turning that into a 0-1 sure. with no abilities that can just get blocked and killed. Yeah, or uh, even like any Eldrazi Titan that's out there or anything else like yeah. this. But again, just using this on the commander, just flat and simple like that, being able to take it out of the scenario is pretty wild. So 
I don't have too much more to talk about this card, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty solid in terms of threat removal, you know. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. So moving on to your number two, Kyle, what do you got? So moving right along to my number two here, we're going to go into a different color entirely, going into black for Big Game Hunter. Is it a different color? Pyrohemia is kind of black. Well, all right. I mean, it is color shifted. This is a pretty cool card here, though, too. Uh, we got a 1-1 Human Rebel Assassin with uh, three mana cost and two abilities here. When Big Game Hunter enters the battlefield, destroy target creature with power four or greater. It can't be regenerated. Also, it has the Madness ability for one black, so if you discard it, you can then play it for its Madness cost instead of its actual converted mana cost. Yeah, Madness, I remember the first time I experienced it, and honestly, I was like, that seemed broken. Like, why do you get the double value on the triple value right there? <laughs> I was like, I, honestly, if you ever played Yu-Gi-Oh, I was like, this is like Dark Worlds and Magic. Kind of, yeah. I mean, and and you, once you go through the, all the cards with Madness and Magic, you realize it's actually not as good as it first seems, it's, unless you're doing some kind of like dumb combo with Angie Falconrath, but that, that's beside well, the point. There's many combos you can do with Madness. Yeah, but anyway, but. but anyway, this is one of the better Madness cards, in my opinion, just because it stands on its own as just a really good card. Even if you're not playing a Madness deck, this is just a really solid piece of removal. Because yeah. we, we've talked, we talked before about that problem that black has with killing things that are also black. It usually can't do it. But this card straight up destroys any creature you want as long as it has power four or greater. A 1-1 that could take out a 10-10 sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Especially for just three mana. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many ways to go with this. First of all, I'll say how it breaks the color pie since we're on that theme. Typically, we see this effect in white where it cares about a certain kind That's of attack true. space. Yeah. We see it with... Uh, Austere Command, we see it with uh, Retribution of the Meek, right? I think it's the right yeah. term. Yeah. So, um, so seeing this in black is kind of interesting, like you were saying. This is great because it's when it comes into play. This is ETBs in black, which mm -hmm. we don't see too much of. However, they do act for graveyard shenanigans, like you're saying, yeah. or animator effects. Talking about the same kind of decks, like Alesha and you know those kind of decks that like bringing things back turn after turn this is yet another weapon in the arsenal yeah it's it, it's stupid now again this can whiff if they're doing like a whole bunch of little stuff under the radar mm -hmm. rise the redeem might not get hit with something like this if they're using like hate bears that won't hit anything like this like i got it t that's still sitting there having no problem also indestructible blah 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 that all comes with this territory but for me an old school card like this having some sort of way like all right i'll make myself discard stuff and then get this for like one mana, yeah. it's great. Like it's a combo on a combo. Yeah, great Rakdos card, like uh, the new Chainer Nightmare Adept yeah. loves this. Great. You can discard it as the cost to bring something else back from your graveyard and still play this and kill a creature. For one mana, it's great. Like how can you not love this? What was also the other one? It's, it's uh, I, think, I think it's Torbrand or whatever. It's the mono black guy, it's like three black and like you exile it and then all creatures oh, come back. Oh, Balthor the Defiled? Balthor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could work potentially in that because mm -hmm. you're bringing a whole bunch of things in at once. So, or like um, a living death, everyone's getting stuff. This is a great way to have an right. answer to these scenarios right exactly. there. Exactly. But moving on to Stu's number two. All right. I gotta love two. saying it like that. <laughs> so for my number two, this is gonna be another one that makes you think a little bit. It's called Volcano Helion. And I'm typically not a big Helium fan, but this one <laughs> has to be noted. It costs four mana, two generic, and double red for a Helium creature, obviously. Uh, it has a 6-5 body, which is pretty awesome. Now, this has an Echo where it is X, and X is your life total. 
We'll come back to that in a second. But the main effect is when this card comes into play, it deals an amount of damage of your choice to you and target creature. That damage can't be prevented. So take this in for a second. Now, sure, it's probably dying to the Echo unless you have like Azor's Gateway out and transform. Yeah. So it's or a, you're losing horribly and you have like five life left or something. Yes, but this right here is a very unique card where you can go ahead and be like, you know what? I'm losing, I don't care, I'm bringing you down with me. Because <laughs> if you have something like a repercussion out, how much life are they losing? Yeah, Now again, this says you can't prevent the damage. Mm. However, doesn't say you can't redirect it. And there are cards that go ahead and do something like that, where it's like your life total can't get dropped below something. Right. Like you can go ahead and play something like a Worship, or you can go ahead and make it so like, there's many auras out there. You go ahead, you equip this mm. onto something or enchant this onto something. All damage dealt to you is dealt to this permanent instead. Right. So this could be a game house hoser, provided that you're playing red at its core, maybe a little white. This could be some sort of Boros jank. This is an interesting card. I think of it in a little bit more modest terms as just an unconditional creature removal spell in red, which red is usually confined to, you know, getting rid of creatures via damage, which this is this is again. Yeah. But there aside from the, you know, handful of X spells that can do whatever you want for how many mana, Red is confined to, you know, like certain damage amounts. Like a lightning bolt only kills things that have a toughness three. of three or less. Or a shock only kills things that are two or less, so on. So the idea that you could play this out for a set mana cost of four and be like, I'm going to kill whatever is the biggest problem on the board right now, as long as I have the life to pay for it. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good for red. It really is. I mean, let's say you're having one of the Eldrazi Titans that isn't indestructible, and you're like, okay... Uh, I need that out of here. Being right. able to pay four mana just to spot removal that, sure, it'll take you down in life, but at that point, you don't lose. Exactly, and a 6-5 for four mana is pretty good. Like, if you can give this thing haste, or if you have any other benefits out, like a Terror of the Peaks or a Warstorm Surge, something that does damage oh, for the power stuff. of a creature, yeah. ooh, that's good stuff. But the, uh, the, the, the thing that makes this really cool, again, is the Echo Cost, because... You're never gonna, yeah, odds are you're never gonna be able yes. to pay that echo cost. So <laughs> it, it, it will die, and again, that makes it primed for all kinds of reanimation. Let's replay this every turn and keep killing stuff shenanigans, which, again, I'm totally all about. Yeah, so 100%. this is great in, um, you know what's great with this? Felden of the Third Path. Sure. This in the graveyard, just sure. constant three yeah, mana think of that. removal spell, discount. I personally didn't Pretty have nice. a red commander for this. I was thinking more, again, like you need Boros or something like that to do right. something. You can do it in mono red. Mono red has reanimator. Check it out. <laughs> Check but it yeah. out. But moving on to number one. Kyle, what is what you're saying people should take a look at? All right. Well, my number one from this set, we're once again going to my comfort zone. This is a blue card, and it's called Dreamscape Artist. Oh, this is a pet card. This, it really this, is. This it is really a Kyle is. pet card. He has taken this to the groomer. <laughs> he has pampered this thing. He has bought it the most expensive pedigree it could get. <laughs> this is Kyle's pet card, 100%. Well, it is a human spell shaper, two mana for a 1-1. One, one. It's kind of a convoluted ability, but follow along here. You can tap three mana, so two of any color and one blue. Tap it, discard a card, and sacrifice a land to search your deck for up to two basic land cards and put them into play, then shuffle your deck. 
So again, let's just kind of you know kind of dissect that ability. So the cost is you know it's three mana. You can more than likely only use this once per per round. You know, unless you have some sort of untapping right. thing. Right. And you're you're both discarding a card and sacrificing a land. So this is one of those spell shaper creatures where discarding is you know part of the cost. And you kind of have to get around that part. Sure, you're losing a card out of your hand. But what are you getting here? You're getting you're getting green style ramp of a caliber that is rarely seen. Well, this is Harrow, right? Exactly, it's Harrow on a it's, blue body. Yeah. A blue body. And, and pretty much the discard's more or less saying, I'm casting Harrow and I have to tap the creature to do this. Exactly. So this is really good before, all right, like you said, I'm taking the wheel on this one because this is green. This is a green card. Yeah, and, when, and when you think about at. the fact that that exists, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, because, all right, thank God this is not a merfolk because <laughs> this would be like how expensive. That would be stupid. It'd yeah. be really stupid. But being able to get this effect, so you sacrifice the land, doesn't have to be tapped. Harrow kind of style right there. Right. You get two lands into play, they don't have to be tapped either. Exactly. So you're paying three, so you'll probably use one to it. So you're kind of paying two and then you're getting two back. So you don't really lose anything. This is like a zero sum thing except for a card in your hand. And thinning the deck, and which it is. It thins the deck, it yeah. tutors it out, which blue has a huge problem with mana. And yeah. outside of mana rocks. This is by far, I, I will uh, tip my hat off and put it on Kyle's head. This is probably one of the better cards nobody sees playing. Everyone should yeah. probably use it. As board. long as you don't mind, you know, discarding the cards, and there are decks that can definitely benefit from that too. In blue, this is one of those that people ignore that this exists, and I don't know why yeah. because it's so good. I, it, the only thing is, is that it does take a turn to utilize. So it's kind of like a burnished heart, typically coming into mm -hmm. play turn three and not being able to do something. Feels bad. Feels vulnerable. You don't really like that, so I get that. However, how many blue decks care about something in the grave? Moldrotha, look at you. Hmm. We'll look at Lazav. We'll look at Scarab God. Scarab God. Sadisi. Yeah. And like there's so many things. It's like when this is in the grave, blah, blah, blah happens. Wonder, we're looking at you. Um, <laughs> but there's so many other cards that go well with this, work with the commander, pairs well, does so much. This is a great card also for activating sacrificing on lands which yeah. is something that is kind of a thing. You can make that work in Simic. Yeah, and I'm so happy I got you to love this card. I love this card. Oh, I, so I personally good. love this card a lot, and it, it, it pains me not to say that to you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. But well, What's um, your number one, Stu? So my I number see one, if it measures up. Actually, I want to know, first of all, if, you even, if anyone's ever used this card, mm, or if point, you yeah. actually, what decks you personally use it in. Put it in the comments down below. Let us know. This is the rare one we both agree on. We very much do. Now, my number one, I know you're not as fond of, but oh, <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. It's a two-drop in instinct called Dawn Charm. Now, there's a whole cycle of uh, charms. We'll bring into that in a second. But what this does is it's one generic and a planes. And it reads, you get to choose one of these effects, modular cards. Um, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn, okay? Regenerate target creature, okay? Or counter target spell that targets you. So you gotta choose one of these three effects. You have a fog, you have a counter spell, and you have a regenerate. Those are all three really, really strong effects that you wanna have that are off color in whites. For well, two mana, the fog isn't necessarily off color. The other two, yeah. fogs are typically green, although they are off color. They're moving more and more into white. A really. little bit more, but originally at the time they were all greenish. Yeah. Uh, then we see the whole regenerate creature, typically green as well. Definitely. I mean, we saw a touch here and there, like black had it, but mm. white was kind of sparse with it. And then counter target spell that targets you. That's a rebuff the wicked. 
right? Yeah, which is another color, like a color shifted planar chaos white card. But yeah, but it's a, a, that's a blue a ability. More generally. expensive card costs one more mana, and but like you get the modal stuff. Like which one's better? I'd rather pay the one extra to have the modal effect versus just a blanket counter spell. Yeah, and let let me be clear. I do not dislike this card. I it's just, just hate it. No, it's just. Uh, is one I always like. I find I always consider. Don't justify when I'm building, your hate for it. But it just it just never quite makes the cut because it's just not quite strong enough. For it what depends I want. on the colors you're going. If you're going tricolored, I can agree this might be hard to fit in, but it's all right. Just looking at all the value for two mana, uncommon under a buck value. That's yeah, right that is, it really is. Yeah, this is a pretty this is a pretty solid card that I think more people should take note of. And the fact that it is an instant like that that fits it right into those like Sunforger Boros deck toolboxes. Totally, I love that idea. So yeah, this is this is pretty good. I mean, save any given creature, save yourself, counter a counter a game breaking spell like a fireball or it's, something. Yeah, it, it's safety yeah. the card, but. That is the final card on our list for the Hidden Gems. We're gonna go ahead and do the top 10 money cards, which we were not allowed to pick from mm -hmm. as our next segment as part three. So brace yourself for those monies. Yes, indeed. And until then, you can always check us out in one of our online communities. We've got a Reddit page. We have Tapped Out, where we keep all of our awesome deck lists. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. You can find us at all of them at The Card Pool. And also, we are affiliated with TCG Player. There's a link down in the description below. If you go ahead and you click on that before you check out with your shopping cart full, it goes ahead and notifies TCG Player that you like us and that they should go ahead and help us out with our channel. It's a big help. It helps us out a lot. I'm gonna keep saying the word help. So, help, help, help. Help, I need somebody. <laughs> yes, he needs many people. Help. So, until then, I'm Stu. And I'm Kyle. And, and we'll, we'll see you next time at, at the, the card pool. pool. I almost messed that up. <laughs> and you do need a lot of help. I, well, I need help.